Hi guys, this is just a quick pre-episode message firstly to wish you guys well during these strange and extraordinary times. Also just to let you guys know that the content that will be coming out over the next couple of weeks is pre-recorded so any mention of birthdays, holidays and other leisurely activities all took place before lockdown. We endeavour to get episodes out weekly during this quarantine period So just stay with us. We are here on social media. Please follow us on Instagram at the Echo Chamber Pod and follow us on Twitter at Echo Chamber Pod underscore. Stay well and happy listening. Work ain't paid me in time My brain just ripping my mood No two just cut off my line Hi guys Welcome to the Echo Chamber I'm Jade And I'm Ez And today we're going to talk about body image But first How's your week? So last week I was in India mm-hmm. Which was like so beautiful And like so interesting for a number of reasons both like the country, the people I was traveling with. I went for a friend of mine's wedding. The dynamics around that, all very positive, but all very interesting. And like lots of like learning and unpicking for myself. So that was beautiful. But it's just, it's also a bit mad because obviously we were away for so long. And then I was back for like under two weeks, I think. And then back out. So that like, I feel like I'm just getting my feet on the ground. Um, being back in London, which is like a bit mad and a bit like of a whirlwind. And I'm working a lot, which is like for many reasons good, but also just making me question like the relationship between time and money and the value of both and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, overall really, really good week. Like India was beautiful, like so many highlights, so much that it was, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful country that I definitely want to go back to at some point. But that being back is, has been a bit difficult, but grounding at the same time. I hear you, I hear you. So I'm coming from like a workshop that I deliver, like I deliver workshops to young people sometimes. And I'm coming from a workshop and one of the girls in my group is being bullied. Or like there was an incident of like bullying. And fam, fam, I'm vexed fam. Like I'm vexed, like I'm vexed and just thinking a lot about like this young black girl and that what she's enduring and what she's got to go through and the racialized and gendered bullying that she's experiencing. And like, in as much as I can support and say whatever I need to say and yada, 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 the reality is that that's her environment, do you know what I mean? Well, are the other girls not black? Yeah, they're black. Um, They are black. But but the nature, I don't really want to kind of talk about what specifically has happened, but the nature of what, she's being targeted for is racialized and gendered okay kids are brutal in it young people can be brutal yeah um and just that the way that because you are a young black girl that's the reason why you're going through this essentially and not to say that that other races other genders don't get bullied cool but this specific incident is because you are a young black woman Mm. and like how do i support as an older black woman in your life how do i support you through it with the acknowledgement that like I have very limited power, essentially, mm. over how the world views you, how the world treats you. It's mad, fam. Is this particular workshop, is this one the first time you're meeting the group? It's the first time I'm meeting this particular young woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. How long are you going to be there for? 
I've been in the school for a long time, over a year, and I'm going to be in the school for until the end of this academic year, I believe. Okay. So yeah, how was your That's week? good. Yes, it was all right. It was my birthday recently, that 28. Bat, 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 bat. Yeah, ma'am. I'm grateful in that to reach 28. And yeah, I'm just praying that this is the best year yet. As cliche as that sounds, but yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. What was your highlight of 27? Um, I think the healing. I think the healing was the highlight. Um, and what are you most looking forward to for 28? I think more healing as well. I'm, yeah, looking forward to more healing. I'm looking forward to meeting more people. And I'm looking forward to creativity being, like, main source of income, basically. Yeah, let's get into it. So, it's... Wait, is that your week? Oh, yeah, it was my birthday, innit? Um, I saw my mates there. Is my mate there? Had their mm, fun. Yeah, I didn't have your birthday though. Yeah, mad. It was mad, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, man. I was coming. <laughs> man. <laughs> no, nah, it was cool though, but it was cool. Like I forgot I was on FaceTime like three times a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, your birthday though. No, 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 no. Don't lie, don't lie. No, we weren't on FaceTime bare. We was on FaceTime bare. Yeah. I, mean, I saw. Every, in fact, no. Actually, I'm lying. Michael, Michael was sending yeah, me stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I was mm-hmm. plugged out from the world, including especially <laughs> you. <But No>, yeah. <laughs> on to today's topic. Mm. On to today's topic. We have a chat before we like even go to go to the studio to record and stuff about like topics and stuff. We talked about doing this topic. Actually, we talked about doing this topic time ago. When we first ever had the idea to do the podcast, didn't do it, didn't do it. And then I really feel like as the year progressed, more and more things in terms of like gymming, yoga, therapy, like highlighted body. And then it's mad because you've come. So before we even came to the studio, Ez phoned me and was telling me about this situation with the girl and the bullying stuff. Mm -hmm. And for me, in my therapy journey, I feel like bullying in secondary school was like the root of where I just started to have severe issues, basically, with body image. That's how I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good one to do today still. actually, I didn't make that connection between, like I did in an abstract way, but how you've just put it, like the experiences of the young women that I work with and how that will play out into their life if not given the right support or if not being worked through yeah. live like, as it's happening. Yeah. Um, so that's really, that's actually, thank you for that insight because thinking about it, got work to do some. Yeah, I'm so happy that your attitude towards the situation, because I mean, I know that you can be very... Can't you use, yeah. No, 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 no. That you, sometimes you're not empathetic, innit? Oh, no. So I'm sometimes you're on a like, oh, yes, her business. Like, yeah, mm. she should. Do you know what I mean? Not she should. No, not on this one. Was, it's just peak. I So basically, there's a difference between, oh, this is just life, innit? Life happens. Mm. And so when people get upset over things that it's just life, it's not that, well, I do like empathy. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how do I support you to be better equipped to deal with this? Because this is just life. Whereas this incident, mm. some people are going out of their way to believe you. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. not just life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're minding your own business, mm-hmm. living your own very life, mm-hmm. and people are coming out of their way yeah. to make you feel small about yourself. Mm-hmm. 
no man that's it's peak yeah but it's it's interesting because when i think about like my relationship with that this conversation you've noted it's taken like i've been on such a journey when it comes to like my body and accepting myself and loving myself and like i've never notably had issues with my body mm. so i've never like, that's not my quote unquote my thing yeah like, when i think about uh, all the issues that i've had in my life oh yeah i've gone through that or da, 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 i wouldn't be like and yeah i've really struggled with like mm-hmm. body image mm-hmm. or the perception that i have of my myself in relation to my body but in more recent years so i have um pcos mm-hmm. um polycystic ovaries and over the last 10 years, my weight has fluctuated in like the maddest, the maddest ways, right? So even if I look at like my body type or how people would describe me or I would describe myself today, that's not my original body type. Mm-hmm. That is like, so originally in school and stuff, I was like skinny, mm-hmm. like the skinniest in the room. Mm-hmm. And that like, skinny, skinny. So not even that, like, oh yeah, like slim, with bum or mm. slim with with curves mm-hmm. i always had big breasts or bigger breasts than like pe- m- mm-hmm. my peers but apart from that i was like a, a stick mm. and for multiple reasons i'm on the other <laughs> i'm on the other end of the spectrum now um so i'm i'm bigger i'm a bigger i wouldn't i wouldn't i'm i'm bigger in it mm. i wouldn't describe myself as slim today mm-hmm. and it's just interesting because like having like thinking about that journey from that skinny girl to this big girl mm-hmm. um i it's not been conscious but obviously subconsciously there have been at different points in my life different conversations i've been having with myself mm-hmm. or the world has been having with me mm-hmm. about how i look mm-hmm. i think my body type has been quite constant throughout my ha- my whole life but very, very yeah. short. <laughs> I've just no. Do you know that in primary school I was actually one of the tallest? No, you were average. No, Short no. People always do this in primary school. You weren't. Maybe you weren't the shortest, but you were not one of the tallest. Jade. I refuse in, to believe it. That's in primary school, yeah. In primary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> in primary school, yeah. You know when you take the group, the class photo, the tallest ones stand at the back on the bench. I was one of the. I was standing on the bench near the middle. The tallest is always in the middle. I swear down. I was better in primary school, they you know. No, you you're more seen at the back anyway, so yeah, man. No, but I was actually tall. I was quite tall in primary school. Then I got to secondary school, and I was one of the shortest, which was very like that was mad I for me. Am I allowed to say that? Not no, people. you're not allowed to say yes. things like that. Uh, you're not allowed to say things like that, and it's inaccurate as well. On top of it. So you're forcing the abuse. You're forcing the abuse. I didn't go to a special primary school. I even know one of my brothers went to your primary school. Who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what primary school I went to? I feel like bare people. I feel like people always forget what primary school I went to because it was bare unknown. Because no, I'm from Islington, so and your people okay. are from Okay. So. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, man. Yeah, I was bare short in secondary school. It was mad. I was shocked. But yeah, I always had big bum, big bum, big fires. When I maybe got to like year nine, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, but the girls just <laughs> hated me so much. And um, 
there was just this narrative that like you're just bare fat but there were girls that were really fat at school do you know what I mean like unhealthily fat and looking back I feel like I'm so I'm 28 now I was in year nine like 14 years ago and I feel like it's only now-ish that I'm able to confidently be objective and be like I've never been fat I've never been a fat child do you know what I mean but it was just mad the girls were just on this fat thing and um I used to dance from like primary school I used to dance and from year nine I couldn't do anything I couldn't do anything it was like something died and I think I've just disassociated from my body from since then so I've not been present in my body and like confident so even in terms of like sex and my trajectory with sex has been like I think very much influenced by that the way that I viewed my body the way that I felt about my body or perceived it and yeah I've just always believed that I was fat and bigger so I even look back at pictures when I was in my third year of uni I think that's the smallest I've been and I was tiny I was wearing size eight but in, I was still fat as far as I was concerned but it's because your bum is so big yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> So because your bum is so big, so I remember when we, we were like first started going gym together and I can't remember what the conversation was, but I was like, oh, something, something like our size, like 12, 14, like, and you were like, I'm not 14. And I was like, but, and it's not because you look like a, you, so me and you have very different body shapes and types. So I wouldn't have, I don't think we look, I don't feel like, oh, my body looks like your body, but it does shock me that we can't wear the same clothes mm. because your, like, your bum is very, 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 very big. So <laughs> it's like, how can, how can you not be, but when you look at your body, you're slim. Mm. Like you're, you're petite even with mm. a big bum and, and, and size. But that's the body mm. that, like, so even, like, this conversation or even this idea around that body image and da-da-da-da-da, I feel that you very naturally have the body that most people or most women, not most, but a lot of women kind of glorify and, mm. and want to have. Mm. So it's, it's interesting, like, your internal perception. So even, like, me saying, oh, your bones very, very big or whatever, and then you looking at me in some type of way, it's... Mm. Like, that's very, it's insensitive for me to say. Because if you was, like, bare skinny, I don't think I'd be like, yeah, because you're very, very skinny. Like, I would be yeah. more sensitive around mm. how I've... So I apologise for that, actually. No, it's cool. Do you know what's so crazy as well? <laughs> I didn't know until adulthood that calling somebody skinny is offensive. I don't think Or highlighting offensive. their skinniness. So I, like, I knew, like, highlighting, some saying somebody's fat is like can be deemed as insensitive and like they can be offended and upset by that. But I always thought that skinniness was something to be like, to be revered. And I feel like I've proper carried a perception of body and body image, like beliefs from primary school through to very adulthood. Like very European, like very immature, um, extremely Euro immature. So I find that really interesting. I'm at a state, I strongly believe that people just shouldn't comment on other people's bodies. Mm. Full stop. Mm. Like, it's just not your place to comment. Mm. So it's like, so even like me saying, oh, your bum's bare big, 
I might be saying that in an endearing way that oh mm. like you got nice bum or you got nice legs or whatever. You might not like that. Yeah. You might not like that part of your body. Mm. So I'm highlighting something. It's not my place. Mm-hmm. Just shut up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or I might see someone that's oh you're really slim like, and they might have issues about being too slim or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Just shut mm. up. Like just don't comment on people's mm. bodies. And I think with the way my weight has fluctuated, so all this like, I say all my friends here think I'm exaggerating when I say this year, but genuinely people don't recognize me <laughs> you're lying people i know for a lot of people that i know from like back day so i went to like a baby shower not too long ago and it had like and bare like the people that i grew up around were there mm-hmm. and bare people didn't recognize or bare people didn't greet me and I, I know it's because you don't, you're, you might maybe place my face, like, oh, I know I know you. And these are people that I know know, do you mm. know what I mean? But because when those people knew me, I was skinny, mm. fam. Like, I was so skinny. Mm. And it's happened so many times where, like, I've seen someone, gone up to them. Like, so seen someone from, like, those days. To mm. be fair, I've been big for, like, 10 years on and off now. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I've been, so I think the first time I put on weight properly was relationship weight. Mm when I was 16 and that was a shock to the system for everybody because mm. I went from I literally went from being a size 6, 8 to being a size 12 mm. but like that like mm. it was I, didn't, I don't remember the spine size 10 <laughs> by mm. its size like it was like bang and it was a thick 12 not like a do you know what I mean but, but and then from then my weight just was fluctuating for a few years so I'd go really skinny again and then get bigger and then really skinny. And then, like, from my early 20s, I've been bigger. Mm. Um, from So, like, from 21, I've been bigger, I would say. But, yeah, so people people that know me from my teens and that may be, like... And that I've also lived in different areas and do you know what I mean? So people that didn't see me regularly or didn't see the transitions... So last time you saw me, I was in year 8 or mm. I was in year 9 or whatever. You... Don't, a lot of them don't recognise mm. me. That's mine. And everyone thinks I'm I'm gassing when I say mm. it, but it's, it's actually my experience that like it's actually like I'll go up to someone and they'll be like rah, or they'll be like, or they'll or they'll me and they'll be like rah, like you look different, and I'll always be like yeah, I'll put on my weight, <laughs> like I'll put on my weight. Mm. Um, so it's it's, but I don't I don't know I don't know I. D- I think I don't care. I genuinely think I don't care about it. Mm. Um, I genuinely think I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do. I don't know if I care. I don't know. It's, it's, I find it really interesting because it's like, there's clearly a conversation to be had about my weight. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, I I'm not under any illusion that like, A, I have a weight that is like, people want... I don't think I'm like I have a body that people desire or I don't think my body shape fits into that desire model for what mm. like is what the beauty standard says says a woman's body should be. Okay. But at the same time I don't just body image is not something that like that notably shackles me. Okay. But Definitely. then having said that, sorry, having said that, when we were travelling together, mm-hmm. that was interesting because it definitely came up. It, there was definitely, that like, I was definitely, definitely points in my own mind where I was comparing myself to you in a, like, in a subconscious way, I would say. So not mm. like, oh, 
like mm. Jade's five, that five, my <laughs> ankle, like not in that yeah. way, but just in the like being aware of like being bigger, um, and what that, what the external perception of that would be. Definitely, there was points on the trip. Okay, mm. that's interesting. It definitely holds me back. It actually, it actually holds me back, and so I'm 28 now, and. It doesn't hold me back as much now, so I can't even imagine how I, under the surface of everything, like was feeling about myself or how I interacted with myself when I was, say, 20 and 21. I think this is going to be very, very interesting in terms of healing because I feel like a lot of things that are coming up for me already. Um, so I went back to the gym last week and I've been like saying to myself, I really want to be going to the gym early so... I always go to the gym at night, mostly. And if I don't go to the gym at night, I go in the day, I would usually be going with somebody or at that period in my life, I'd have a PT. So I've been going to the gym earlier in the day. So there's obviously more people there. And I'm just so hyper aware of how shy and how uncomfortable I am in my own body and how much it like hampers my movement and like just my ability to do stuff, how like, I have a little routine in the gym that I'll get on with and I'll do it confidently at night. I'll push myself and whatever. But coming to the gym in the day, I just can't do it. Like, I, I just cannot do it. And I was doing something on a mat and I looked up and there was a woman, she was like, I don't know, um, like East Asian behind me. And she was doing some proper dynamic movement. And I was just looking at her and I was thinking like, it's not that I can't do what she's doing. It's not like what she's doing is hard, but I'm so shy and nervous and don't have confidence in my own body to move as fast and dynamically as that when other people are looking, basically. Yeah, that's gendered though, because I think the gym as a yeah. space mm -hmm. is intimidating for a lot of women. For women. Yeah, I agree. I think it is intimidating for a lot of women. But um, so if it was a female-only gym, for example, mm. do you think that that pressure it would feel the same. Yeah, so I do think it will be the same if it was a female-only gym. And that space, particularly up there with the mats, it is it is a lot of women in that space doing stretches no, and the stuff. Are there, the mandem are in the, the weights bit. Yeah, the mandem are upstairs as well. Mm. That gym is like... The men that are upstairs doing stretches on the mat are not the men that I care about. Do you know what I mean? They're weird in that. Oh, you <laughs> no, they're weird than that. <laughs> Most more time, more time. The guys that you, you might be feeling like, oh, they're looking like they're in the muscle bit, um, the weights bit. Sorry, but the man them that are upstairs on a like on their mat doing bare things are weird. That's the truth. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it would matter who was in the gym. I'd still feel way, and that made me feel. A bit sad. Yeah, that made me feel a bit sad. Also, at the beginning of the year, I started a course, a recovery course. And you had to basically, in step four, you have to write down all of the people that you resent. And you have to write why you resent them. And you have to write down like, yeah, other stuff. But basically, I was very easily able to write down eight people that I resented. Um, and one of them was one of the girls in secondary school that bullied me. If I had done the course maybe like three years ago, I don't know that she would have 
been on the list. But I think through therapy, bare things are just like things have just come up. They've come to the surface. Um, it's a lot of like unraveling, isn't it? Like the process of therapy or the therapy journey is a lot of unraveling and coming to like just maybe like wipe the dust off. Most people might live their life feeling like, oh, no, I can't wear short sleeve stuff because my arms are big. And that's just a narrative Like yeah, arms are big. Don't wear short sleeve stuff. Where that comes but from. understanding where that comes from, where the perception comes from, like all of that stuff, I think, takes a bit of a journey to like really get to the bottom. So you might get to the bottom of your perception of your arms and deep like your brother used to call you flabby arms when you were little, do you know what I mean? Or bingo wings or something like that. And it might just be something that you've buried, you've forgotten about or whatever. Or made right yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so through the process of therapy, like I've just very much been able to pinpoint like the different junctures where I felt very, very, very bad about myself and my body. And school the girls at school were a big thing massive massive thing and I just can't believe that 14 14 years later is still like it's massive and it proper like just restricts what I know I'm capable of basically Mm. I like dance I loved dance I proper loved dance but I just couldn't even I remember not being able to look at myself in the studio mirror for many years as a teenager um, so we had a dance studio at school and I just remember not being able to stand in the mirror so I'd always stand all the way at the sides and I remember my cousin was a was a big dancer actually um, and they used to have classes and stuff and he used to always bring me and this was po- like this was during the, the time of like school and bullying and all of that and I'm sure that he just thought like oh my cousin's disabled didn't it because <laughs> she's just moving mad like I know my cousin dances, like, do you know what I mean? But I just couldn't. And I never understood it. I just left it alone. But now I propagate it. Like, something dies, man. Or something died. But, yeah, something... It's so interesting hearing you talk about the relationship between the body and trauma because I think that has been a theme for me over the past, like, year and a bit. So last year I went to an amazing yoga class I'm really not flexible. So I'm very strong. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm in the gym, I like doing weights. And I can pr- kind of map my progress with weights. And I can, like, really get into the whole weights thing. But doing cardio, nope. And, like, doing anything that requires, like, stretching or, like, flexible, I'm not good at. And for that reason, I don't do yoga. Or I, ha- or I didn't do yoga and didn't enjoy yoga. And then I went to a yoga class. And it was interesting because it was like a meditation. It was a new moon circle. It was like all this like spiritual, spiritual stuff attached to it. Um, and I just remember my body speaking to me really like loudly. Like it was like almost audibly my body just forgiving me. And my body like just, yeah, essentially like forgiving me for mashing it up, mm. basically. And... It was maybe just the context of that yoga session. So all of the like stuff around it, the meditation and the conversations and the whatever, whatever around mm. it was helping me to hear my body mm. and understand that like I've I'm not just fat because mm. I'm fat. Like and that's why when I'm that's why earlier when I'm like, oh, maybe I do so at the forefront of my brain, I don't 
wear clothes and think, oh, I can't wear this. Yeah. Or, oh, like, I don't, it's not a thing. It doesn't come up for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a thing. But mm-hmm. I think the more work I'm doing around my trauma and understanding mm-hmm. myself, I'm so even so both having PCOS mm-hmm. and overeating mm-hmm. and eating shit food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is why I'm big mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so and the, all of those three things I think to stress and trauma yeah like it's not just that oh yeah in my in my specific I'm not saying for everybody mm-hmm. but I'm saying in my life in my specific context like all of those things are very much linked to like stress and trauma mm. and um so that yoga session really kind of opened my mind up. And one of my goals for last year was to just become healthier and have a healthier relationship with exercise. So I had the PT at the beginning of the year. Mm, um, last year. Last mm. year, which was really helpful for that. Mm. And that really, like I went to the gym last year more than I've ever gone to the mm. gym ever in my whole entire life. Um, actually, that's not true. But I went to the gym more consistently. Okay. So that I've gone through periods of like four months going ham, like mm. I've got PT and I'm really into it and then and then I'll fall off. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think last year, gym was a part of my life. Gym became a mm. part of my lifestyle. Exercise became a part of my like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Something that I do. If I didn't go to the gym or exercise during the week for majority of the year, that was a weird thing. Yeah. It's only towards the very end where it's like, yeah, now I'm, I'm back to being a slob in it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that experience of like hearing my body speak to me and making the links between that like, I'm not just fat or I'm not just like um, unhealthy or unfit mm. because I'm just unfit. Mm. Um, but actually, there's a tra- trajectory that got me here. Mm. And then in India, actually, last week, um, I oh, I missed that place, man. So I stayed in some that like, resort. For the wedding, we stayed in like this resort, and um, it was just it was very just like being in nature. Mm. Um, so like my I was I had an outdoor shower, outdoor mm. toilet, but it was like not it wasn't even like our outdoor shower and toilet. So I'm I'm thinking that in the context of Nigeria, <laughs> where <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm not talking about like, it was just it was very um. It was a resort, in it. I can't. Mm. Uh, you had your own like. Yeah, I had my own enclosed, like, enclosed little compound. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I had a compound. It, mm. it was like be- aesthetically very beautiful, mm. very like peaceful. I was just running around there naked, like every day, just on outdoors in nature. Mm. And um, but there was also a meditation hall. So originally, when I inquired about um, meditation. I, I was like, oh, like, is it guided? Essentially, I thought it was guided. And they were like, no, it's not guided. And it's, like, it's silent. Like, there's no music. Mm. So it, you listen to the trees, you listen mm-hmm. to the birds, you mm-hmm. listen to the wind, whatever. I was like, okay, kind of thing. And then I meditated. I did some yoga and I meditated. Um, and I can't even describe... I really can't even describe it. But it was, like, a real clear confirmation that this is the year that I learned to be in my body, mm. um, both emotionally. So even when we talk about me being very, like, not compassionate mm-hmm. or, like, not empathetic or whatever, mm. that's those are all, like, my coping mechanisms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all that like, I'm very... Everything's in my brain. So yeah. even in therapy, like, everything's in my brain. Mm. I can converse, I can have conversations, I can dissect, I can understand. Mm-hmm. Everything's cerebral. It's mm-hmm. not... Mm-hmm. I don't feel, I don't mm-hmm. exist in my body, mm-hmm. like, I don't exist in my body. So all that substances to numb mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the idea of feelings. Um, and, yeah, and when I was doing that yoga meditation in India, 
and like being in my body being with myself it was very much like okay this is the year where i make that like last year or years prior to this have been about like healing in terms of like my mind and other things mm -hmm. whereas this year i'm my body and being in my body is mm. going to be a major part of my healing journey mm. i believe and when I think about that, like, or when I think about, like, because funnily enough, I had, like, a, I mean, I stopped talking to my brother last year at one point, because he always comments about my weight, or my perception, let me not even, my, I remember, or, like, how, like, I feel like, I feel like he's always commenting on my weight. Okay. And, like, you know, it's, like, so it'll be jokes, so it'll be, like, just always commenting on it. Mm -hmm. And then when I was working with a, my PT last year, um, I realised one day that I felt really, like, I couldn't... So, and we were doing outdoor workouts. Mm -hmm. And there was certain exercises that, like you said, it's not that I physically couldn't do them. So it wasn't like, oh, this is too physically hard to do. Mm. But it's like there was a voice in my brain that was like, you can't do that. Or you yeah. can't... But, yeah, so it was weird, didn't it? And, and I was doing some work around that time, dissecting what that was. And what it was was that I live in this narrative of I'm I'm a big thing or like yeah. I'm unhealthy or whatever it is mm. and so I had a conversation with my brother about like some of the comments he makes okay um and he was kind of I think he felt like yeah I think he just felt it wasn't my interpretation of what had happened wasn't true or whatever mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. but I say all of that to say that it, he probably hasn't said nothing mad. Like, mm. He probably hasn't said or done nothing that he hasn't always said or done. Mm -hmm. Like, it probably, like, there is nothing, there was nothing, like, he, do you know what I mean? And he's not, like, he's not, like, ah, oh, like, he's not very insensitive. Mm. But he's not, like, you, you fat girl. Like, it's not mm. deep. But I think it's only last year mm -hmm. that I really started to be introduced to actually, no, this is deep. Like, this yeah. is an issue. Like, even if I don't think it's an issue, even if it doesn't feel like an issue, this is an issue mm. um, and it's, it's related to, it's connected to my trauma. Can I ask you, um, just backtracking, when you said that you're like aware that you don't exist in your body, you very much exist in your mind mm -hmm. and you sort of run away from feeling, how long do you think that's been the case? I don't know because my thing's a bit mad mm. isn't it so I've also I experienced sexual abuse as a child and again my intellect if I think about like from an intellectual standpoint that must have had an impact on me in mm. terms of that I don't I can't I can't pinpoint and be like oh yeah so because of that this is how it affects how my relationship mm. my body but just knowing the like knowing or thinking about that that must have obviously impacted mm. me and like my disassociation from my body mm. um do you think as like a a you so i don't know primary school secondary school do you think that you did have that compassion or that capacity to empathize i think i i'm ex i to this day think i'm extremely compassionate and empathetic in <laughs> what's the word if the showing of it Okay. So it, everything okay. comes to principle. Okay. So the thing that I can rely on is principle. So it's not that I don't see or understand the need. So it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> it's like I, I'm like very, I very much can see your perspective. But maybe because I don't think in feelings, I think in thoughts. Does that make sense? Mm. So my response to your feelings are mm. not going to be usually with feelings. Okay. 
but I think I'm extremely like able like what's the word I'm looking for and like even if I look at like the jobs that I've done that I've always been like how can I make this better for you how can okay. I alleviate whatever whatever for you but mm. I don't think that's ever looked like I'm gonna hug you or I'm gonna okay. cry or I'm gonna it's not necessarily expressed itself through through emotion mm. okay mm. it's just interesting do you think that having a child will shift some of that Possibly, I don't know because I ain't got you in it. Mm, but yeah. I, I can't imagine it too, though, to be really honest. Okay. I I'm not like, I don't, to, let me be so real. Because I don't have a you, I don't like to talk on mm, what you don't know, what essentially. I don't know, because that's, that, um, that scenario can really change people. I've seen it really change people. Um, but I can't imagine myself being, I just don't think I'm, and it's mad because <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone last night. And their perception of me is that I'm I'm just an emotional wreck. <laughs> <laughs> like their perception of me is that I'm just emo I am an embodiment of emotion. And I think a lot of the men that I've dated mm. um would probably like, describe me as overly emotional, which is another F podcast episode. But I think that I can't imagine I just don't I just don't think I'm I just don't think I'm a very emotional person. That's so interesting because I think a lot of the men that have passed through my life would say that I'm not emotional or that I'm quite cold and stoic. But we know that that is a big, 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 big lie. Yesterday, I was with Uncle Yao and um, we were walking and a guy was like running towards us, but running into the station Mm. and he slipped he slipped and fell down, yeah, and tore his trousers. And I, like, You're my laughing. heart, oh. huh? laugh, yeah. my heart, man. So me and Yao were talking about that. So Yao was the one that was like, oh, mate, you all right? And he was like, oh, like, my train, my train, I don't want to miss my train. And he continued running with the torn trousers and whatever, yeah. And, um... So we continued walking and then Yao like resumed his conversation. I was like, no, wait, like my I can't like continue the conversation because I feel it inside of me. Like I feel so sorry for him. Like I can feel his embarrassment. I can feel everything. And Yao was like, yeah, but he's got no idea. And it proper reminded me of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but he's got that idea. I asked him if he's all right. Like, <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think this, the conversation about emotions and body and body image and like it's so interesting because I don't fam I'm just weird because I I think I'm like very emotional do you think you use it to be manipulative what emotions expressing the emotion do you think that it might do you think that it's a tool of manipulation I think I I definitely have used it mm. as a tool of manipulation, mm. but I also think it's a safety thing, and I think it's about I think that I'm in like relationships or in like romantic situations. situations. It's almost like there's a button that is pressed in that context okay. that activates the emotion, okay. and okay. I haven't put my finger on how and what so I put my feet I have learned how to not get close enough to someone for them to mm. activate that mm. button so but it, I'm and I'm even fearful like now like I'm even fearful of like 
getting closer to because it's like I can be so logical, so reasonable, yeah. so da, 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 and I'm fearful of like getting close enough to someone for them to have the power to activate that button. Yeah, because it's proper out of my. It feels out of my control. It's nothing's mm. out of my control, but it feels very much out of my control. Mm. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. So just and maybe that body image stuff. Like maybe. Maybe maybe I do have all the feelings. Mm. I just can't access them. Yeah, no, you do. I you hundred percent do. I can't access that. Like, I don't live my life in that way. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't live my life in a way where like so because I'm fat, should I die? Then I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what should happen? And like, and it serves me because I walk with a genuine confidence. Yeah. So it's not even like oh. I'm fat. False bravado. I have to look in the mirror. No, you are beautiful. You are mm. beautiful. And then push myself. I don't feel unattractive mm. in the slightest little bit. Mm. Um, that even though I can look at my body and identify the parts of my body I would want, I would want to ideally change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or work towards changing. Um, but I don't. Mm. Mm. I hope I hear that. I just don't live my life like that. My therapist asked me to do an exercise last year. She said I should draw myself and um, basically point arrows to every part of my body and write what's good about every single part of my body. So before I went away to go and do it, before she wanted me to go away and do it, she wanted us to like do a practice. So she was like, okay, um, there's an arrow to your legs. What are you going to say about your legs? What's a good thing about your legs? And I was like, oh... No, I think she said, what do you really not like about your body? And I was like, on oh, my legs. So she was like, okay, arrow to your legs. What's a good thing about your legs? And I was like, proper agonising, you know, like, oh, mm, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Then I was like, oh, I've got beauty spots on my legs, so they're nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she... <laughs> I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Go on. And then she was like, how about you stand on them. <laughs> How about you stand on your legs? Mm-hmm. Um, you walk. Yeah, they hold you up. Fam. And do you know what, yeah, without, like, tooting my own horn or nothing, I think that's how I perceive my body. Okay. I'm so grateful to it. Mm. Uh-uh. I'm still standing. Mm. Everything this very here body mm. has endured... And I am still standing. I'm still able-bodied. Like, mm. I'm still, like, I can jump, I can run. Mm. I can wipe my own bum. Like, but the thing that I'm going to focus on is that I've got flabby belly. Mm. I've got back fat. Mm. I don't, I, I'm not there. I'm not there. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I have my, that. I have my moments, in it. I have my moments. I just don't live in that place. Yeah. So I have my moments of like, oh my gosh, and it, I think it's mainly when it's like time to go out, like we're okay. going out somewhere, mm. like you're going out somewhere, you need to look the part or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what am I gonna wear, or or I'm going somewhere where like I have to wear heels or I have to like dress in a way that isn't my way of dressing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm stepping into somebody else's realm or somebody mm. else's body, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So. Yeah, it feels like I'm imitating something that isn't for me and I'm not doing it well. Can I say something as well, though? One thing that I feel like I've noticed um, about you, I think that you 
really repel being uncomfortable. Um, you really repel it and it like shows itself in many ways. So maybe in a quote unquote more negative way, like things like cardio, obviously mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. And then in a more positive way, like wearing heels and like wearing tight up clothes or like, yeah. Even the skinny jeans that I'm wearing now, yeah. More. <laughs> like I'm not joking. I need to do my washing because I don't remember the last time I wore skinny jeans. Mm. Why am I wearing skinny jeans? Yeah. And I think me and you differ a lot because I think I'm really, really, really used to being uncomfortable mm. or putting my body through the ringers. So like wearing the heels, wearing the tight something. It's uncomfortable, but I can like, I can very easily firm those types of things. And then maybe it, more positively, I like cardio. I, I enjoy cardio. I'm good at it. But I've definitely noticed overall, I'm very unkind to my body and I have very unkind perceptions of my body and I'm not grateful to it. It's a journey, though. It's a process. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm so on the one hand, I'm so glad within myself that I like things like wearing like a waist trainer mm-hmm. or like to me the idea in my mind yeah of living mm-hmm. in discomfort mm-hmm. so that I have curved mm. hip mm-hmm. it is like for me like not even and this is not like because don't ever get it twisted I want the curvy hip mm. so that like, if someone can say oh you don't have to do no work to get the curvy hip I would choose the curvy mm, hip do you mm-hmm. know what I mean so it's not even like oh yeah like no I'm be above mm-hmm. that no but the idea of like my body under stress like you said discomfort yeah. to achieve that thing I will accept the uncurvy hip mm. with the flabby um, love handles like mm-hmm. I'm I will rather have that version yeah um and there is, like, like you've identified, there's a pro and a con to it. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a pro and a con to it because it's, uh, there's also something in my brain that's like, just work for what you, what you would like. Just work for it. Do you know what I mean? You can, you, it's like, all of, like, my body goals, they're not mm. unattainable. Mm. And, like, even talking about myself as big girl, whatever, I'm very, very, very aware that there are, like, so obviously there's a whole, like, fat movement, do you mm. know what I mean, of, like, people that that are actually significantly bigger than Mm -hmm. me. So I'm not even trying to like co-opt that thing because I think I'm also, I'm not mad. Do you know what I mean? I'm not looking at myself like, oh, I am the biggest in the room Mm -hmm. when I walk in. So my experiences of the world are different from Mm -hmm. someone that is like significantly bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are significantly bigger than me that live, have to navigate the world. And that's a different conversation. I don't know. I just think love learning to like love myself and, but in as a part of the journey. So not learning to love myself as that. Like, oh, I love myself. I'm I'm this size. Mm. I will say this size forever because I love it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's also like health. Yeah, reasons implications. And, do you know what I mean? Stuff. So, but it's less about the aesthetics of it. And I mm. think this the journey of healing that I've been on. So in like 2018, I think I went to Cuba mm-hmm. um, with like a group of strangers. And I was, like, running around on the beach naked, long story short. <laughs> long story short, it's a long story. But I had, like, a naked photo shoot on the beach. Long story short. <laughs> no, imagine that. And I know that, like, and I was there with Pengel, like, my like, my British on that trip was, like, the people that I made friends with, there were some really pretty women, mm. really pretty, like, 
body mm. on point. And I'm just here with my flabby belly on the beach, just like take pictures of, with a professional photographer doing that photo shoot on the beach. It wasn't planned. It's a long story. I've I, I realized that I say things I need to give context, but there's no time now. But um, I like loved myself. I like lo- and I love that about myself. That mm. I love that, and it wasn't like it wasn't forced. Yeah. It wasn't like I wasn't trying to prove anything. But it was genuinely. I acknowledge that most people that are seeing this mm. are probably thinking, "Is this why girl mad? That, yeah. Like, why?" What is, but if I was like, if I had a slim up body and I was doing it, people would get it. Mm. It doesn't make sense. I hear you. It doesn't make sense. But at the same time, that's part of the journey mm. to, like... I haven't even spoken about PCOS, but I'm conscious of time and not even... Like, it's part of the journey of accepting, mm. like, Rod, this is my reality, mm-hmm. which is different from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but journey into whatever my those goals are. Mm. And those goals can be aesthetic or not, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's just about learning to navigate my skin in a way that I'm comfortable mm. Nigeria was really interesting and important for me for, like, so, 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 so many reasons. But I think also, like, in regard to this stuff, the women there are really strong. I was, like, envious almost because I don't feel physically, like, very strong. I don't feel like I physically use my body to, like, its optimum because of all of these thoughts and feelings and beliefs that shackle me. And I've just, I feel like it made me sort of tacitly agree with myself that I'm just going to do better. And I think that the, like, the result of that is to just have far better, like, a better life in terms of exercise, a better life in terms of even just, like, dressing myself, wearing clothes that I'm comfortable with. When you wear clothes that you're comfortable with, you look 10, like, you look 20 times better. Yeah. And you feel 70 million flies. Yeah, better. better. Also, a better sex life as well. When you're just able to be confident and like present in your body and just, yeah, accept yourself and even be with people that accept you. Yeah, man, I look forward to all of the positive things that will come out of accepting. Yeah, accepting, man. Mm essentially so yeah but yeah I think that's a nice point to end it on mm. thanks Agree, for listening guys mm. catch you on the next one bye I can't come here and die I can't come here and live <clears throat> all this shit on my mind like what the fuck I'm a day why well, I can't pay me in time my baby just ripped in my mood. I tell you, just cut off my line.